Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get off the ball better, or you're an athlete wanting to improve your overall speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com now and sign up. That's DNA. DNASportsDenver.com Sorry, I had to let that mug breathe just a little bit more. Ross. Uh, uh. What up, broski? <laughs> What's up, man? How's it going today? Well, you know, just uh, chilling, chilling, man. Ready to rock this thing out. Had a nice little uh, week-long vacation break from <laughs> from everything. and Well, not everything. We still live in life and still doing our thing, but uh, it's good, man. Good. How, how are you and the fam? Good, good. Ready. Excited for today. You know, we got our podcast going on. Then we got game, game day. day. So, you know, on game day, I'm always juiced up. So, ready to go. Yeah, man. I know how you are on game day. You like to have your little uh, kind of your process. Just let me be. Let me let me focus up. Let me get my mind right so that we can get this ball on. Um, I'm excited. Hopefully these uh, these young these youngsters, they, uh, they, they, they seem to be growing a little bit the last few weeks. We took that out about three weeks ago. Or no, was it? Yeah, it was about three weeks ago because we had the bye week, right? Yep. So three, four weeks ago, we took that L and be able to uh, come bounce back from that with a dub, and then hopefully pick up a dub today and build a little momentum, man. That'd be great for for their little confidence and and for what they got going on. So yeah, super super stoked, man. For sure. And speaking of what they got going on, what we got going on, make sure everybody goes to dnasportsdenver.com book you a session get you some merch check out a podcast ask you a question do whatever you need but go to dnasportsdenver.com right now and hey and for most everywhere that that listens to us here locally in the states and um it's getting to be beanie beanie and sweater weather so yes, make sir. sure you go hit up the merch over there on dnasportsdenver.com pick you up a dope beanie a dope sweater uh get yourself right for the uh for the upcoming cold weather that seems imminent now at this point uh, I know the mornings have been feeling a little more chill here in the mile high, uh, 46 degrees yesterday when I looked at it, 48 Ooh. this morning, I was like, ooh, it's a little crispy, I still went out there in shorts though, so Yeah, you know but how you had did. a hoodie on probably Nah, man, I came like this today, shorts and a t-shirt, bro, I don't, yeah. I ain't afraid of the cold, yeah. now, when it dips down below 35 and it's snowing, yeah, I'll wear, I'll wear, I'll wear appropriate attire, bro yeah. My job, dude, it's funny because my job used to, uh, when I worked in the warehouse back over there, they used to have this rule about you couldn't wear shorts outside of, um, so basically you can only wear shorts from May to September. And so you couldn't wear shorts during like the dog days of uh, what they used to call Indian summer. You yeah. Know, when late summers, when it's October and it's freaking 90 degrees, we'd be out there burnt, uh, sweating it out in pants and stuff. And uh, they got away with that. They did away with that that rule, but it was like I used to always argue with my supervisor, like, "Man, me wearing shorts isn't going to change my my effort or my ability to do my job." You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. So goes life. Yo, shout out to everyone listening. Shout out to everyone that's been following. Make sure you hit up Instagram, Twitter, my, uh, Facebook. Almost in MySpace, <laughs> Facebook. 
uh, Instagram, all that. Uh, make sure you follow us, like us, subscribe to our YouTube page. More content coming on that YouTube page, man. I know we've been slacking on that, but you know, sometimes it it's that busy time of season, man. Um, again, DNA Sports you can find all that stuff. But yo, a lot of stuff's been going on since in the two weeks that we since we since we last uh, touched base with y'all. Uh, the midst of the whole Draymond Green controversy oh, with him uh, socking up Jordan Poole in practice, and then the video leaked, which yeah. looked bad. Yeah, you know, it's crazy, though, because that's been happening for years. Dope. You know, it happens for years. The fact of the matter is the social media makes yeah. a lot of the normal things that happen within a high-energy competitive practice you know, gets leaked out to the public, and now makes Draymond more, has some answers. To make, makes it more visual, more in your face, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, you're right, because, I mean, it happens every year in NFL, too. Like, there's always fights in, tra- in training. Yep. You know. Darren Donald. Yeah. I mean, you, you battle with your bro, your your boys all off-season long, training camp long, whatever, and, you know, there's bound to be some scuffles. There's bound to be some disagreements. It's like hanging out with your brothers. You know, there's always bound to, when you're a kid. There's always bound to be some some uh, somebody crying here. Oh, as as competitive as the two of us are, I'm sure there's probably been players in the past that have thought that some of our heated competitive <laughs> nature conversations <laughs> were going to escalate to something else. But you know, we're true we're true professionals at what we do, and it's all competitive nature. So now, just be imagine being on that professional level. Everybody in that in that professional level are alphas. You know what yeah, I mean? the, for the most part, everyone's straight alpha dog. Like you know, c- uh, cutthroat. You know what I mean? Like just that's how you get to that level. And so to put that all on a on a basketball court with their personalities and whatnot, bro. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some situations. I mean, remember the old beast with Kobe and Shaq. Yep. You know, like it's been going on forever, man. Michael Jordan at the the last uh, what is it? The last dance that, yep. that that highlighted a bunch of different things that were going on. Was it uh, Jordan had punched Kurz? Is yep. one of the 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 conspiracies or whatever. So that stuff's been going on forever. I think it's like you said though. Social media gives us a new light on it. People have cameras at at practice or whatever. You know, and instead of and instead of the media taking it and spinning it and trying to diminish Draymond or you know the Golden State Warriors, like maybe we should take it and turn it into a learning opportunity and tell young people like even heated conversations can escalate into physical altercations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. putting your hands on somebody, every action has a reaction. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and Poole and Draymond were going back and forth. Poole decided to push him. And, and you can't control the way the other person's going to react all the time. And he got popped in the mouth. You know, Dray, Draymond did what what he was he felt that he had to do in that particular moment. You know what I mean? If he could take it back, I'm sure he would. You know what I mean? But sometimes you never can, can sometimes you can't control the way somebody's going to react in the heat of the moment. So you got to really think about that before you do something to cause somebody to react to you in a negative way, or you got to be prepared for it. Well, and you don't step to somebody squared up. Yeah. Uh, I don't care who you are. You don't step to somebody squared up. If you come and in and not my expect space. someone to defend themselves, exactly. like exactly, bro, you, you you get up in my in my inner circle and you're squared up on me, like you look like you're ready to square up and fight, like I, I, yo, I'm George Bush in that situation, and I'm delivering the shock and awe preemptively. And <laughs> depending on the environment, right? Even if it's not you squaring up on me, if we're in a heated environment and you step into my physical space where I don't feel protected, I'm probably gonna put my hands on you. But the same goes for Draymond, right? yeah. 
Yeah, and it, and I'm talking. And, maybe pulled out. You getting a little too close to me. Back up. Yeah. And Draymond reacted the way he did. You know what I mean? Like maybe they. What all, about the context too? Because I'm sure this wasn't just the isolated incident that caused oh no. it. This is probably the back and forth. It looks like they were scrimmaging. Yeah. So this is probably back and forth, back and forth, back and, and forth. I'll tell you what. Like physical or football is physical, and there's a lot of back and forth like that. But basketball, bro, especially down low. I've paint. been in a lot of basketball games in my mm. life where it's gotten very. Chippy, you know what I mean? Yep. Where there's and a that's foul, up. <laughs> you know, somebody's continuously fouling you, or you feel like you're getting fouled, and you're like, Bro, get back up, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. And then fouls, no calls turn into the next thing you know, they're pulling each other away from each other. Yeah, bro, I've been, I've been there, I've done that, you know. Shouts out, to, like, they got to just figure it out again. Don't go through it, grow through it, yep. you know what I mean? Learn from your mistakes and move on. I know, uh, regardless of, of how it went for them You know They didn't do too good Against the Nuggets The other night So You know what I'm saying Well we'll get into that Later on man I'm yeah. super stoked For the Nuggets coming up uh, Something else that we missed Bro was uh, St. John Bosco And, and uh, Matter Day Played each other Top uh, two teams In the country According to Max Preps uh, St. Bo- St. John Bosco Was number one At the time Matter Day number two And uh, Matter Day uh, Downed them 17 to 7 In a in a, what was Described as a Defensive slugfest Yeah it was close, you know. It was close for a while. It was seven seven up until the like midway through the fourth quarter, I think. Yeah, and then I think there was a couple injuries that that kind of happened, and then you know they just ran away with the game eventually. But they're two powerhouse teams. I expect to see these two teams continue to have success throughout the year and probably end up meeting each other again later on in, in some kind of competitive nature. Because dude, the wildest thing with this one was, and, and you're right, they'll probably meet each other later on down the road. Uh, the wild one about this one was the ticket prices. Oh, I know. They were going. They, they sold out like in an hour or something like that, and then they were going on the secondary market for up to like one hundred fifty to five hundred dollars. Like, where's that money go? Like, what school profits off that? Well, the, the home team? Like, no, or because is it the, the, the the school gets like what they sold the ticket for. These are all secondary markets. So these are these are brokers like they do when they buy up the pro tickets and they scalp them. That's what that is. That didn't even go to the school, bro. That don't even go to the school. The school gets whatever they charge the ticket price was. These are on the secondary market. So um, they were them tickets were going for, that weekend were going for more than I think the Miami Dolphins were playing. Um, who were they playing? They played the no 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 wasn't the Dolphins? Yeah, it was the Dolphins and New York Jets. Oh and yeah, th- them tickets went for more than that game. Um, there was several NFL games that those tickets on the secondary market were going for more than. And it's wild to see, man, because it's just a high school game. But there was there's something over, I forget what I was reading. There was, there was the the level of D one um, commits, recruited commits on on both those teams combined. It's just astronomical, man. Oh, it's yeah. like it's like half the team on each side is 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 FBS recruited or FCS recruited. Well, know? both of these schools have been high school powerhouses for a long time and have. Contributed a lot to the NFL and the college level in in regards to high end athletes, you know. So they they have a formula for success, um, but it just shows how much backing, support, and money really is in high school football. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if somebody else can third party people could come in and benefit financially off of it like that. Why doesn't the high school football association start figuring out how to? 
make some of that money so that way they could continue to grow these high school programs and 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 give it a different platform i don't know it's and it's regional too bro because like you get to california texas and florida football is huge ohio football is huge yeah um i was talking to uh to jacob the other day because they uh, they went up and played mead yeah and i shared to him our experience of being in the booth up there at mead and how rocking it was you oh, know yeah, i watched i watched their game versus mead and i was i was telling Vita, i was like this is this is a legit high school football game like this is how it should be yeah and this is how it is in other states for every game throughout the state not just one particular part yeah. of town like well that's how it was on the western slope when i was living out in grand junction um even when me and when when i went up there and i saw tiff and them playing up there um town shows out mm-hmm. like Town hall comes out. I mean, the stands are full. It's true Friday night lights. Yeah. And, you know, that's what, you know, you don't, you miss in a lot of, like, in the, in the city, you miss that a lot. Like, yeah. we got, we used to have some crowds for our homecoming games. And North gets really good attendance. I'm, I'm really proud of, um, you know, North High School's attendance at games because they get people to come out. Um, but I remember, I've seen some games just either, you know, being a spectator you know, shooting games, whatever, where there's minimal people in the stands, dude, and it feels empty. Let me ask you this. Is it the demographic of people, or what do you think contributes to that? Because, I think know, it's, the demographic for North in particular, you bring up North, has changed throughout the yeah. last couple of years, and we've steadily seen the increase in incoming freshmen, um, a lot of people participating in more sports, the sports programs all seen a – an increase in numbers and you're starting to see an increase in support from parents and the community. So do you think it's the demographic necessarily that's moving in or do you think it's just what I think it is, bro, is kind of, you touched on it earlier is it's the the emphasis and desire to have that platform for what you want to do for your kids. Right. So you mentioned the support that goes behind St. John Bosco goes behind matter day, you know, to build them programs up and to have, the fans that they have come out to them. And I think it's the same thing with, with, with North specifically, because I, we've been there. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen an emphasis on participation. We've seen an emphasis on getting kids out. Um, Sean, uh, Sean Bowers and I, and, and Chris, we've built that track program mm-hmm. from when we had, you know, 20 kids at best total to where we had this last year, we had almost 80 kids come out. We consistently brought a full, ladies and, and gentlemen's track team to to every meet um you got northfield northfield last year bro they brought out a hundred plus kids for track like their wow. football team um the buy-in for their football team has been tremendous over the course of the last four or five years since its inception um, knowing some of the coaches over there and everything that they've done to build that program riverdale ridge another one where You've got tons and tons and tons of resources that go into building these programs. And now they're perennial contenders in everything besides just football. Like all their other athletes, their sports, they compete. Softball, they compete. You know what I mean? And so I think it's that emphasis. It's that that, that desire to support these programs to make them be something. I remember when I got on a track over at North and we were talking about we didn't have a, a discus ring. We didn't have a lot of our our infrastructure and we were talking about like, yeah, we want to be a program. We got to have these things in order to be able to be a program and to attract 
um, the quality athletes that we want to attract because let's not act like kids aren't seeing high schools and what they're about and what they have and aren't using that to make their decisions, especially with choice enrollment mm-hmm. to, to enroll in a certain school or to, uh, to uh, have a desire to go to a certain school. So I think that goes along a long way with it, where if you have the structure, the infrastructure, you have the commitment and the desire to grow these programs, you'll be able to do that and you'll be able to attract athletes to go to their programs to play. Yeah, no, I agree. Commitment is a big part of it. Even parent commitment, right? Like, I was just having the conversation with um, one of our parents from our team and and actually one of the other coaches on our youth team. And, you know, I was just saying how attendance has really affected us this year and that I need to have a conversation with the parents and ask them the expectation of our football program because if they expect to win, right – it's not always about winning. It's about development. But if they expect to win, there's a certain level of commitment that comes with that. Mm-hmm. That means being the practice. That means showing up for film study. That means doing all the unnecessary things, participating a little bit more in order to achieve success like that. You know, you can't sure. just success just isn't given. No, it's, it's got to be earned, earned yeah, you know, it's be and earned. and it takes a lot of commitment from the community for schools to have success in participation and, and, and numbers, you know, it's interesting that you said parent uh, participation too, because I think back, cause I can't speak on North this year for football wise. Cause we're not there the previous four years we were there yeah. and we were blessed with a great support staff from our parents, the, yep. them seniors that we had last year had in uh, and, and on down the parents were a lot more, uh, really active. They were extremely active, a lot more active than you see sometimes for a large program like that. Yeah. Uh, so active. In fact, like up until COVID, they were providing the team meals for, uh, for pregame meals before uh, the night before game. They were, they were actively, you know, helping in fundraise and, you know, that kind of stuff goes a long way again to, like you said, to build that support. Cause if, you're asking corporations or, or businesses for money to donate and you don't have that same kind of support coming from within. It's kind of hard to expect that to come back. But if you're getting full support from your parents, your staff, you know, the alumni, and then now you can go out and ask businesses, Hey, sponsor us, support us and what we're doing. That creates that movement around the program that helps build that program and to be something, man. And it, it doesn't always equate into like success on the field Mm -hmm. but it equates into opportunities and competing on the field correct it's definitely important bro um one last thing that's been going on man that we've that we since we've been gone is now uh recently uh dan schneider came out and uh said he has a bunch of uh dirt on nfl teams man what do you think about uh dan schneider now trying to clear out his closet um saying he's got he's got dirt on teams well I think everybody should take him serious, um, being that he did, you know, run John Gruden out the league by by doing the same sort of thing, you know, and and being. I mean, I I don't really agree with people trying to bring other people down because the heat's on them. Yeah, you know, the intentions on them, so now they want to bring other people down. You know, um, I think a lot of people. You know, probably should be worried and, and think about what they've said over the years and, and maybe get ahead of it before it comes out. But, you know, I it, it's hard to say, man. Is it's First of all, no one's going to ever cripple the NFL. Yeah. The NFL, they'll just get new owners. They'll replace the, the old owners with new owners, and the NFL will continue to thrive on. But, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you. I was you. going with the but, but go ahead. I'll let you. But, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, 
he hasn't been they haven't voted to to make him solid team or anything yet like and and the stuff that's already come out in terms of like the sexual harassment the violent or the uh hostile workplace um some of his shady business dealings what does he have dirt on people well is this just a ploy you know, is this a ploy to buy him time again? Like, I think like maybe he don't have it, but he's like, yo, I got dirt on y'all. Yeah, maybe, you know, they haven't really reacted the same way they would another owner because he came out and said, you know what? Yeah, I have these things on me, but I also have a ton of emails that will cripple the whole NFL. Yeah. Starting I'm- with your your golden boy. Yeah. Mr. Jones. You know what I mean? So, like, if, if he if if he's deflecting. A lot of again, I don't agree with people who deflect attention away from themselves to bring negative attention on others, and that's exactly what he's doing. But at the same time, we got to clean up some of the the BS that's going on behind the scenes. But we also have to be aware of the time frame in which these things were yeah done. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't who, respect how he's doing it, bro. Yeah. Like, you can't get backed into a corner and be like, "Oh, now I got." You can't get get mad at me. I got shit on all of y'all. I'm gonna sue y'all. Or, well, he's trying to get people in trouble for what they did years ago because of what he's doing today. Yeah, that's true. you know what I mean. That's like, true. although if it's been like if it's like shady business dealings, and he knows everyone else is doing shady business dealings, like you know. Maybe he thinks everyone does shit like he does. And it's and it might be a handful of people that do things the wrong way. It's kinda like society. There's a group of people that do it the right way, a group of people that do it the wrong way. Like Yeah, and who's to say? Maybe maybe some of the people that he's threatening are continuing to do things in the same way they just haven't got caught. Yeah. You know, and that mean? might so, be why them votes ain't coming. Be like, yo, let's let's vote this fool out. Nah, nah, leave him alone. Leave well, him alone. <laughs> I'm very interested interested to see how this plays out, man. But like I said, I think He's a snake, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? He is not good for his organization or the league at yeah. this point. And and I'm just interested to see who's he gonna take down with him. I will say, bro, Jerry Jones has some has some things that's come up in the past and has some uh some hush money paid to, to women and you know, who allege certain things and so I I'm not surprised that some of these owners are kind of they might be checking their own their own luggage real quick to make sure they ain't got something they ain't supposed to have in there, you know, deleting files, deleting emails, wiping servers clean. You know, I can see that happening, bro, because I don't paying I, hush money. Yeah, dude. Cause yeah. I truly don't believe that Dan, Dan Snyder is just a isolated incident or, Oh no. And I don't think he's just throwing out empty threats. Uh, you know what I mean? I think he obviously has shown that he saves receipts, saves receipts, bro. <laughs> so like, People should be worried, but also people should be carrying themselves how they should be carrying themselves. Well, hopefully it's a neck uh, check up for the neck up with this situation because hopefully these owners would be like, "Yo, um, you know, maybe I had to, I had to do something." You listening, Stephen Ross, Dolphin owner? You better listen up because <laughs> yeah. you got your own problems. But you know, maybe that's what it is, dude. Maybe it, maybe this sends a shockwave through the league. Um, I would love to see some accountability. Let me ask you this: Do you think right? Rest in peace. Do you think with all this controversy that's going around, do you think Al Davis would have been in the middle of a lot of this? Or a target of some of this? I kind of feel like he would have. I um, think maybe on, on some of the business dealing things, perhaps. Um, there was a 
I think there was something a while back with the um, Raiders cheerleaders. Yeah. About pay and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but they're not the only ones. No, I know. But, but I'm I, just saying, I, I like, do think because he was much big, maligned. And I mean, he's a big, he's a big influence to the game and he's a bigger part of the game. You know what I mean? Like he's again, coached owned. He's done a lot for the game of football. Well, and he's kind of like, hasn't drummed to the, the league beat, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's kind of done his own thing because, you know, his moves from Oakland to Los Angeles to Oakland, yeah. you know, the plan moved to Vegas and all that. I know that was more, and more under his son, but it was falling in the same, same direction. He'd been trying to move out of Oakland for years. Right. Prior to his death, so um, I, I can see the league coming at him for sure. I mean, I just think Dan Snyder in particular would probably have him on his list. I mean, he already did in a sense, because like, he, he targeted the Raiders. Yeah, you know what I mean. He targeted John Gruden, like, and I know John Gruden worked for him, and you know he was a or no Jay Gruden was the coach yeah. over there, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know. I I could see it. I I wouldn't be surprised to put it that way. Yeah. Um, Monday night, bro. There was a football game, the Chiefs and the Raiders. It got hotly a hotly contested finish. Uh, Josh McDaniels questionably went for a two point conversion. I would have did the same. I, I, we talked about that. You texted me right away. Like, what would you have done? And you know that stadium, that team, um, that situation. You go for the two and try to get the win and get the hell out of there. You don't go to overtime. Yeah. And I know you got Dan Carlson, who's who's just. They're probably one of the best kickers next to Justin Tucker yeah. uh, in the NFL right now. But you get the, you get the two point and you get the hell out of there because you're not going to overtime with that team. You've already seen what they did against the Bills and what they've done against other teams. I think there's enough record out there to show that you go for the two point conversion. But at the end of the game, uh, Devontae Adams is seen walking off the field and he appears to push a cameraman down. Now, whether or not. It looked a lot worse than I imagine it probably was. Yeah. However, there's been some uh, some repercussions about it. Yeah, like we talked about it earlier with the Draymond situation, right? Every action has a reaction. Um, what I will say is Devontae Adams apologized for this immediately after. Yeah. Um, before, he he, before he answered any press conference questions, he immediately apologized to the cameraman. Um, but I, we also talked about coming into someone's personal space, yeah. you know, in a heated environment where they were throwing water bottles on the fields um, and racial slurs throughout the end of the game. You know, it's a AFC West rivalry and probably the biggest one, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, in the heat of the moment, he's running off the field and this guy runs across the tunnel. And right in his way, right? There's yeah. a lot of cameramen out there saying, oh, he's just doing his job, right? While the security is supposed to clear the tunnel at the end of the game so players can go through it safely. They didn't do their job. Correct. Right? Cameraman is there to take photos, not run across the the tunnel and put himself in the way of people. Now, again, I'm not trying to justify what Devontae Adams did. He obviously owned up to it and said he was wrong, and he is wrong for pushing the cameraman. However, we're all human, and and sometimes we have a lapse of character, and, you know, we have to own up to it. He's owning up to it, but I think that other people need to also take this situation and and learn from it, right? Do your job. Everybody's there to do your job, so security, make sure no one's running across the tunnel when someone's coming through there. Yeah, and now it appears that they've charged Devontae Adam with, with a, it says misdemeanor, but um, from what I was, what you were saying, and what I was reading too, it was more of like a civil ordinance kind of thing. And yeah, so they hit him with that. You know, I I imagine this will get downplayed. You know, yeah. he you know write the check, 
Like, unfortunately, that just get it out of here. You don't have to deal with it, you know. But um, I imagine it'll get downplayed, probably tossed out. Uh, you well, know, it's it's one of those things, dude, where, like you said, he's working. They're both working. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, it's not like when Dennis Rodman kicked the cameraman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where he maliciously did it. I, I wouldn't say this is Devontae Adams being malicious. I say this is definitely being super emotional about the situation yeah you know what i mean and and even if there was malicious intent right because again everybody has emotional reactions to how they're feeling at the time in the situation this man has never been in trouble by the league or criminally ever right he's he is what you want in the nfl he's a leader on and off the field he carries himself well he had one lapse of bad judgment Move on. You know, um, he has been charged under a city ordinance as an assault. Um, It's less than a misdemeanor, and he can basically spend up to, like, 180 days in jail or up to $1,000 of a fine. $1,000 to Devontae isn't isn't much, but I'm sure after he goes through the court proceedings, a lawsuit will soon follow after that, kind of like in the Bobby Wagner situation um, where the streaker runs across the field and gets tackled on the field. That one's way different. It is different. That guy deserved that shit. Kind of. Let me tell you why. Okay. Let's hear it's it. different in the fact that Devontae Adams pushed this dude like out of frustration, right? Bobby Wagner just tackled a guy who was trespassing on a field. But however, in the court of law, he can't put his hands on him. It's still assault. That's not his property that he was trespassing on. If you, if somebody came onto my property and you put your hands on them, that's assault still. You're you're not protecting your own property at that point, and you have to have. There's a whole lot of loopholes to where he Big still difference, is assault. Though, is is Wagner wasn't charged. While the the they're still talking about that the the city and the DA says that he definitely has grounds to press charges against the uh, against Bobby Wagner. It hasn't yet, but the guy has came out and said I have a concussion and this and that. So we'll see how it starts to progress. Where did that happen at? Where was that game at? Uh, that game was in a Monday night game versus the. Versus the 49ers. So it was in San Francisco, right? Because it wasn't in LA. Santa Clara. Place. Yeah. Yep. It's still California. So I can see, I'll still see them charging Bobby Wagner with some bullshit. Well, you got to think about it, right? Let's, that, now let's talk about this part of it. Devontae Adams, Kansas City, pushes a worker from Kansas City, rival. Yeah. Right? 49ers, Rams. Rival, yeah. They're in Santa Clara. Bobby Wagner just happens to get charged or with, they're pursuing criminal charges or even a lawsuit against their rival team's p- football player. Now, my thing is that that dude's all right. So specifically, in the 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 Adams thing is different because the cameraman belonged there. Yeah, like, true. You know what I'm saying? One hundred percent true. If this dude doesn't hop on the field, like you play dumb games, you win dumb prizes, bro. And and it's it. You know, if they charged Bobby Wagner in that one, I'd be a little frustrated because there's a responsibility to uphold like. You he know, protected Deuce, the brand. Dude shouldn't be out on the field running around. He it, correct, but if you jump you, into a lion's den, you're probably gonna get eaten by a lion. Have you ever worked for a convenience store or anything like that? Hell yeah. Have you ever been told if you get robbed, just let them take everything you and damn don't right. chase them? You damn right. If somebody steals something, don't follow them outside and yeah. put your hands on them. Yeah. You know why? Yeah. Liability. Well, not only is liability, 
it's not your position to defend that establishment. Hey, that that's an NFL field. That's not a convenience store. Bobby Wagner doesn't own the NFL. Bruh. He doesn't own that stadium. Bro, here's he the other thing. He has no right to physically put his hands Dude on it. Dude is running with a smoke it. grenade, which could be something else. He, 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 For all Bobby Wagner knows, this dude's trying to do some crazy shit. And we live in a crazy world. Agree. And all Bobby Wagner knows is I got to step up and save the day. Hey, listen, I would have stuck the shit out of that dude, too. Yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. tackled the shit out of him. No, I'm just giving his across. lawyers an argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I would have done the same exact thing. But what I'm what I'm saying is that according to the law, which I don't agree with, <laughs> <laughs> he is not off the hook completely. But you're right. it's a bunch of BS. I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. If you're going to streak across the field, you're going to get tackled. This is where even you hope if it was common a, sense comes into play. Even if it was a security guard. Yeah. Right? Well, because even the security guard can be. He, he could have been charged. Yeah, exactly. So the thing is, is it's probably going to go to, this is what's going to happen. If, if both of these go to court, the judge is going to throw both of them out yeah. or they're going to, Plead to the least least amount of crime to where it's maybe a small fine, and then it's going to go into civil court. It'll probably go into some kind of deferment program too. Like if the court says, "Hey, hey, yep. you pay this fine, and you know, do this, and this your management, cumulus, cumulus you know what I mean? Service yeah, some, done. yeah, it, we'll, we'll get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. because but, it shouldn't be on there. But it's going to be followed with the lawsuit. Yeah, and then they're that's where pay. it comes to play at. And I think the cameraman probably has a little bit more ground to stand on. I think they both get paid. They probably both get paid so it doesn't get drug out. You know what I'm saying? But I think with the cameraman, he's got a little bit more ground to stand on. Like, he's supposed to be there. Like, you're doing your job. You know what? I get it. Sometimes, you know, the two mix. Like, you see cameramen get taken out on the sideline all the time by accident. You know what I mean? So, that that one, there's more to stand on. This dude running on the field and getting, getting stuck by Bobby Wagner. If I was a judge in that situation, he's trying to sue. I'd be like, look, you don't step on the field, you don't get hurt. Bro, I almost want to run onto the field so I could get tackled by hey, somebody and, like and Bobby that's Wagner. The thing, though, if, 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 if this dude, not because I want money, because I want to say I got tackled by Bobby Wagner, bro. You don't bro. Want that. But like, if this dude, say this dude, the the Bobby Wagner situation, say this dude sues and gets paid, it's all about money. How does that not encourage other people to do it, the same it does. thing? It does. It does. Remember the dude in the Super Bowl a couple years that, ago? Who's that, to say that this didn't influence the cameraman in Kansas City? Well, what was the dude in the Super Bowl a couple years ago where he was like, uh, he he made a bet or something like that that there would be a streaker during the game? Oh yeah, and, and then, then he, he ran out there and he won, and yep. he had the advertisement on him yep. and stuff. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like. I was, wonder, that a, was that a Super Bowl? Or it was. was like it was like it was the it was the uh, Chiefs versus the Niners, I believe. Oh, yeah. And uh, he ran out there and 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 made freaking like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think his fine was like a thousand bucks or two thousand bucks, and you know some some potential jail time. But like, what what's that's and that's the thing, and you never know what these people are trying to do, bro. And I so I don't. Every time I like the we're watching the game and there's a streaker, and because they don't ever show it. I'm always hoping, like, man, I hope somebody took his ass out. Yeah. And then you hear the crowd roar, and you're like, oh, what happened? Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> you know, what I'm interested to see is how is the NFL going to enforce their punishment? Because you know they're going to come with something after the fact. Is it going to be a fine? Is it going to be a suspension? Is it going to be both? Is the Bobby Wagner and Devontae Adams situation going to be treated the same? <coughs> Or do they do nothing and let just the courts take it? Has, has Wagner had anything happen? He hasn't as of yet. Um, and I don't think there's anything to come out for Devontae yet, has there? Well, they said they're 
they're currently waiting. They have time to see how everything kind of plays out because the Raiders are on a bye this weekend. They're going to wait for the Raiders to be in, in, in something at the end of the season and be like, oh, by the way, Devontae, you got to sit down again. Of course. That's how the NFL <laughs> does the Raiders. You know what I mean? But yeah. Hey, listen, all I know is that I hope that the league doesn't go too harsh on this because we got a guy who only got 10 game suspension for harassing people sexually and these two dudes no lies bro these dudes did nothing even close to that so if you suspend these guys for multiple games nfl bleep you (laughs) so i'm like what you point at over here my bad (laughs) anyway you know somebody who always is doing stuff right coach who's doing it right I just want to give a shout out to Christian Whitney and Black Sevens. If you need any graphic design work done, make sure you hit up Christian at BlackSevens.com. Christian is a native of North Denver and a beast at what he does. He is also a great dude. Visit BlackSevens.com right now to see his work. Buy some merch and see all that he has going on. He knocked the DNA logo out the park, and we are super excited to feature his work. Visit BlackSevens.com right now for more. Bam, shout out Christian. Big ups, brother. Um, it's always good to see you when I when I come across you, man. It's uh, appreciate everything that you've done for our brand and and helping us out. But uh, yo, it's October, Dom. We're fully in the football season. Halloween's like right around the corner. Um, there's just so much fun stuff going on right now, man. But you know what else? Avalanche just kicked off. Yes, sir. You know, display. They raised that banner, showed defend off them that, rings, defend that crown, baby. But now my boys are gonna gonna get ready to kick off. They just had their last preseason game. You mentioned earlier, yep. but the Nuggets, uh, Nuggets, about to kick off the season here, man. And I'm super excited for it. Um, talk about a team with a lot of expectations. Um, kind of been waiting on this team for a number of, of seasons now, and it appears that. Although there's there is a little chinks in the armor now, but it appears that we're ready for this push. Um, you know, obviously we've got the back to back MVP and Nikola Jokic, um, Jamal Murray. Although he's dealing with a quad slash hamstring injury right now, he's back from his knee injury. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is looking healthy and good. And good. Aaron Gordon looks like he's ready to play that role that he was brought in for. Um. You look at the free agents that they brought in here and everything they did to shore up that part of it by bringing in Catavius Caldwell Pope. Yeah. They brought in Ish Smith for some depth. And they brought in Bruce Brown, who is going to be that defensive guy that yeah. comes off the bench. And then they brought DeAndre Jordan in to kind of support Jokic down low. Um, they did lose Monte Morris. They did lose Will Barton. And uh, they did lose. It appears that they lost Demarcus Cousins, and they traded away to Michael Green. Faku uh, Faku Composo's gone, and so is Austin Rivers. But those two, not as much. I, th- I liked Rivers' veteran presence, but yeah. you know, uh, so I, I don't know about that. Monte was a beast for us, and Will he was up and down for us, man. I, but I'm glad. He served his time. I think his time was up, bro. But long. Um, I think his time was long. Overdue, honestly, as a nugget. I mean, I just don't think I think he's done great things, yeah. But I think he's also been 
a big reason why we've lost a lot of games we should have won. True that. Um, but yeah, it's very exciting. Draft um, was Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, and Ishmael Kamagate. Yeah, so. and you know um, who I'm excited to see coming off the bench here and there um, during that preseason game kind of looked good is Bones Highland. Man, he was yeah. he was attacking the basket, and that's what I love in basketball is the people who attack the basket and don't just sit around the perimeter waiting to shoot. Like drive that ball, get physical. Let's make it a ball game. You know what I mean? And and, and for his stature, for him to be doing things like that was phenomenal to see. So it's exciting to see what our bench brings to the for Nuggets. Sure. You know? You echo my sentiment as, as far as, like, attacking the basket and getting to the rim. Um, I don't know how many times I've yelled at the TV for this current Nuggets, Nuggets from 10 years ago where we decide we want to settle and, and, shoot. and shoot. And it's like, yo, get to the basket. Yo, get to the basket. Yo, get to the basket. We're better getting to the basket. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I think if we get to the basket, like you say, that opens up our perimeter shots. That makes exactly. it easier shots for us to, to get threes. Michael Porter likes to sit there and, and catch and shoot. Well, if we're attacking the basket and we make an emphasis and have them respect that inside, we're going to get these open shots, but we got to attack that inside. So. Just like just like in football, the run game complements the pass game. Amen. Like everything is complementary. And you know what I hate is when we get into these, we think we can have a shootout with these teams that are known for this, yep. and then we just fall behind by 20. Yep. Just easily because we want to pull up at the perimeter and shoot a three, and we miss – Two or three of the five shots that we take yep. when they're hitting four of the five shots that Instead they take. Instead of attacking that basket, you know I mean? stop the momentum. Exactly. Well, and you get into playing down to competition. Like how many yep. times we lost to teams that we should be beating that we have no business losing to. So we get that part of it too. Biggest questions this season are obvious. Michael Porter's back. Are they? Is it going to hold up? How's that going to work? You know, he's missed. You know, chronic back has been an issue. You know, he lost time in college because of his back. Um, he's lost time now after getting this big contract. Is Jamal Murray going to hold up? You know, that's another big question. Um, those 11 games when we had Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., and, and Jokic on the floor, dude, they were 10-1. and one. Yeah, They were solid, and they were looking like they are ready to make that push in that next level, and then, boom, we had we had Jamal Murray go down. Um, right now, the NBA.com has the projected starting five is Nikola Jokic, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Jamal Murray. That's, so that's, that's a nice, a little, nice lineup. Bro, this is what I think they should have done back after the bubble. Yeah. They were so close. Go get that KT, KCP type kid. Go get that Bruce Brown uh, defensive you know, specialist where yeah. you don't expect a lot from him, but you expect him to lock it down. This is what we should have done, man. I'm so excited to see uh, the key reserves being Bones Highland, Jeff Green, and Bruce Brown, as I just mentioned. Um, I think the Nuggets can can definitely win 50 games this year. Um, I'm hoping they win more than that, but I definitely feel like they can win uh, 50 games. Um, BetUs.com um, has the Nuggets as – Plus two thousand to win the NBA championship. Plus one thousand to win the Western Conference. They're minus one fifty to win the Northwest Division. So they're favorite. They're, they're I don't I don't know where everyone else stands, but that's not bad. Yeah, like they're they're highly favored to win that division. Um, they're definitely favored to make a playoff push um, this year. I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. I think they win. I think they win fifty games, man. I'm, I'm shooting for fifty two and uh, lock up that Northwest Division. It's gonna be tough with Minnesota, but. Yeah, I'm just I'm just interested to see again how the health 
plays out this year because, you know, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've been kind of really skeptical the last, since the bubble year, right, of Jamal Murray for the fact of we've talked about this before on previous podcasts of I felt he could have been good enough to play in, in, in the bubble to where we could have maybe won and went a little bit further in the bubble. Yeah. And I think he chose to opt out because of the current situation that we were in based off of who we were playing and, and we were already down in the series and he didn't want to kind of put himself in any unnecessary risk, which I also understand, but I just have a problem with slightly. For sure. You know, and I just want to see how he bounces back, how he stays healthy, and what he contributes to the Nuggets this year because he should be, he should be the heartbeat of that team. You know, as much as is is Jokic is is our center point. You know what I yeah. mean? Like Jamal Murray really needs to make the team move through him a little bit more, feed Jokic, and and then just develop a, a nice rapport with the, with a couple of the new guys that came on. So I'm interested to see how they stay healthy. I'm hoping and MPJ, MPJ and, and just hopefully we, you know, hit the ground running. I'm hoping that Jokic isn't in the MVP conversation for the reasons that he's been in the MVP conversation the last two years. Yeah. Where it's everything's gone through him. He's had to carry, you know, I hope he's in the MVP conversation this year for facilitating more and, for being great at people ask how can Jokic outdo what he's done the last two years last year he did what no other center has ever done in the history of the league no Mm -hmm. other player has done in the history of the league in terms of his efficiency rating how can Jokic get better right you 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 wonder how can he go and win a third MVP award in a row like that's not possible there's nothing better he can improve on but when you think about it then the the ability to be the glue for this team the ability to lead this team to say 55 wins and uh, number two or number three seed in the west or number one seed in the west that will win him the mvp again i think especially if he's facilitating more um if he's making things happen more for both mpj and jamal murray you know what i mean i think if he's that guy he'll win he'll be in the conversation for a completely different reason than he was the previous two if if that is the case do you think potentially a guy like Jamal Murray could also be in that conversation? And we have two players in the conversation for MVP. I think it's possible, but at I, that point, I don't think either one will win because I think they'll take votes from each other. But I think it's always possible. Like They just, will, they will. but at the same time, if we have two players that complement each other so much to the point where they were both in the running for MVP, yeah. what does that do for the success oh, of the program? Dude, that, that's 55-56 that's wins. That's, that's You should be talking about a top seed in the West, right? Yeah. You should be talking about a championship run. You should be having all the aspirations of all that. Like, if you can do that, stuff like um i think was it last year early in the year chris paul and 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 booker devin booker were both just killing it and they were both kind of being mentioned as possible mvps you know obviously it didn't finish out the way they wanted but i think if if you can you can make that a narrative and you can make it where oh is it jamal is it Jokic? that means great success for us that means we're doing our thing that means we're making a run and dude i'm all about making a run yeah I want to make a nice. long playoff run. Dude. It'll be nice to to see the Nuggets make a run. I would love to defend. Yes, dude. and then at the same time, kind of the city just going through both of those things at the yeah. same time would be nice, dude. The Nuggets have never won a title. They've never been to the NBA Finals. Like, got close. We lose our shit if they go. I know I would, bro. I've been life like I, of all the local sports teams 
the Nuggets are probably my favorite. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And by far, love the Nuggets, bro. Me and my cousin used to have a little, uh, little ten game season pass thing that you know we'd go every year, and you know even when he comes out now, we still go and catch a game. Like that's that's my squad, bro. I love the Nuggets. So if they were able to make that run, dude, I might lose my shit. Literally, I might have to figure out. You know, if I'm selling a left left kidney or left nut or something to to get to the NBA Finals games, if they made it that far, dude, because I've been to playoff games before and it's so electric to be that next level up in the NBA Finals would be wild, bro. Um, I I'm with it. Um, I know you've got you kind of got some Nuggets news that's kind of uh, <laughs> so you pointed out to me this morning. I want to make sure we don't forget before we get off this topic, but. Uh, uh, interesting little tweet that you shared with me Yeah you know again I'm all for the run As wild nuggets let's get it done um, But you know A little, a little tweet I seen this morning That's kind of a topic going around That's interesting and I just want Your opinion on it we won't dive into it Too much <laughs> um, But it has been noted that Rocky the Denver Nuggets Mascot makes three times more Than the highest paid <sighs> WNBA player He makes 625 thousand dollars a year annually Golly. while the highest paid wnba player makes two hundred and thirty one thousand dollars annually a year uh. my question is is this does this show more that women need to be paid more or does this prove that you can't really force a market where there is no demand you know, like yeah, uh, it, I think it's a little bit of both. Honestly, in my opinion, I think, I think the women do need to get paid more. But I also think that the reality of the fact is that ratings, fan, merch sales, the economics, everything that goes into the NBA is what makes the NBA and the salaries of the NBA. So I think, you know, to kind of holds. Them up against each other is is unfair in a sense. It's kind of like saying Strike Force is on the same level as the UFC or Bellator or any of those other competing, you know, MMA leagues are on the same level as the UFC. They're not, you know what I mean. But it's just it's a little crazy to see. I know this isn't a we talked about it. This isn't an NBA salary. You know, this is more of an employee salary, but it's still. just it's a little apples to oranges in that. Um, but you know, it, it it does it does stir up other conversations in terms of like what what is the WNBA doing compared to some of these other leagues that they're not garnering um, Garnering more people to watch their product or, or to bring in their product, they don't have the the TV contracts that the NBA has or that some of these leagues have. Like Nuggets have their own sports entertainment company, Cronky Sports. Yeah, you know. Um, so I imagine a lot of that salary is coming from that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it highlights again, you know, I see the women on W uh, the WNBA. They have a TV contract with ESPN now. How much they make off of it, I don't know. And that goes back to wondering what the actual split is for the the, the collective bargaining agreement. Um, I think um, it's hard for for these for some of these WNBA players to say they're going to hold out, or you know they they they're going to want to do something different with the revenue split, or um, you know because if they do, potentially their their league goes away. 
Mm-hmm. You know, um, some of these women are making more money overseas. Yeah, playing. I mean, that's part of why Brittany Griner went to Russia. Yep. Right. Um, it's just it's the, for whatever reason the market and the economics isn't here. Now you can argue whether or not they get a fair shake in terms of like how they're advertised and what they're advertised and who they're advertised to and and this and that and you know the 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 price of the contract in which they negotiated for these TV rights and things like that. I definitely think there's some ways to address it, but. It's just crazy that a, a NBA mascot makes six hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars, dude. Yeah, and you know maybe he's the best mascot in the game, though. Yeah, maybe you know some of the onus is on the consumer and not necessarily the organizations as well. You know, like you said, like maybe if we put more value or more interest into what they're offering, they'll start to make more money. Why don't we have a lot more of these women-ran products or companies? giving more endorsements to some of these female athletes and putting them all throughout the TV and, yeah. and, you know, showcasing them as the name of their brand, For sure. you know, so that way we're pushing them a little bit more and we're drawing more attention to watch them. If we see, you know, X, Y, and Z on a Nike commercial or, or whatever, yeah. you know, it's going to draw you in to watch them more. So maybe some of the onus is on, on, the the other companies to add some a little bit of endorsements to some of these ladies way or the consumer ourselves maybe we just need to give a little bit more attention to these leagues yeah um if we want you know them to grow have you uh you listen to bill burr at all no all right bill burr is a comedian he has a netflix special on red rocks at red Uh rocks and uh, he's basically talking about the same thing he Uh was uh mentioning like you know the WNBA and comparing it with nba salaries and this and that and but then he's talking about the lack of support that the WNBA gets from consumers like people that champion for these people to have the same right or the same pay rights and things like that don't show up to the games you know and that's the hard part um these networks that champion for these women to get paid the same aren't showing up with the same kind of offer for the games as they're showing up for some other things. That, that's you know a, what I'm saying? And that's where a lot of that money comes from. Yeah, that's 100% correct, too. I could even sit here today and say that I own a part of that. You yeah. know, that if there's a WNBA game and there's an NBA game on at the same time, that I most likely am going to be watching the NBA game and tuning in here and there to the WNBA. And that's why they staggered their seasons. Yeah, and you know, so like, again, I think as a consumer myself that I can do better, that we all can do better to try to try to grow the WNBA and its market um, around that. But And I don't think the WNBA has done what the NBA has in terms of, like, here's my star, let's put him out there. Exactly. Like, here's they my star, he, let me throw him down your throat real quick. Like, you can't see enough of LeBron, you can't see enough of, of uh, KD, you can't see enough of some, uh, Steph Curry. Like, the NBA will jam a star down your throat I repetitively. think they did more of that with like Lisa Leslie back yeah. in the day or Tarasi, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they had those players in the WNBA, they put a lot more. Well, they've got some really good talent now them. too. No, they have great talent. Yeah. I just don't see the, like you said, the support or the backing behind them as much as you did when Lisa Leslie was in her prime, you know? Yeah. I think, uh, I think, you know, obviously like Sue Bird retired this year and she, yeah. she's a great, um, there's definitely some great talent 
it's got to get back to that, though. It's got to get back to, hey, we're propping this up. And like I said, WNBA needs to take a, book, a page out the NBA book. And whether that's um, figuring out a way to get more of that money in for, for advertisement or something, like a gimmick or something. But they definitely have a good product. I mean, the uh, Las Vegas Aces just won the, the title. They've, yeah. And it seems like Mark uh, Davis. Mark Davis is doing the right thing there, too. Mm-hmm. That stadium is filled. Like they're getting the support, so maybe it maybe it will change. It just takes one team to do it the right way. It does, and then other teams start following suit. So I definitely definitely would love to see a better you know better advertisement of their product. Get their product out there on ABC. Get their product out there on on Fox or one of these one of these broadcast stations that aren't cable because that's the other thing too. If you're only broadcasting on ESPN, you're limiting to the amount of people that can see your thing, right? But if you can figure out a way to get on CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox. Get get it broadcast out there at least once a week. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that would go a long way in terms of building your overall brand. That's why the NFL is the monster it is because you can turn on any of those channels and you'll find a game. Even mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, Monday Night Football, and and now Thursday night they're on like an alternate, you know, like a cable network kind of thing. I mean, yeah, even though they're branching over, right, and it hasn't been as successful as people wanted, the NFL has moved from cable. To now streaming platforms as well, so they're they're keeping up with the Joneses. They're just spreading keeping their up market. With the times and there's not a place you can't get their product. Yeah, exactly. You're 100 yeah. right in that. Hey, but before we move on from that, Coach, I just want to highlight Rocky, right? And shit, and what he does, and what all these mascots do, and put perspective into young kids' heads. Man, is like you can do whatever you want to do in life, and there are a lot of different opportunities to be successful even if it's not the conventional one you know this guy is a mascot making six hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year where did i go wrong i don't you know what i mean i don't think you're goofy enough coach i don't think i can and you don't fit in the uniform i don't think i that's me either (laughs) (laughs) uh that's a for sure fact but i definitely can't do those backflips and i couldn't do the half court shot bro I could hit a half court shot probably once backwards? in my career. Backwards, probably once in my career, Let's but not it. not consistent. He's like once like a week. That. So you know, shout out to Rocky. My head's too big to fit in the Rocky head. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you just have to have the body and just your head, normal head outside. Imagine of it. The, the, the suit stretched out, a little bit of my gut hanging out from underneath it. Yeah, the head just sitting on top like a yarmulke. It don't even go all the way down. It just sit on the top of my head. You'll you'll make the suit look like a schmedium. <laughs> It'll be like on uh, that movie Old School when uh, he tells the kids Spanish, put your put your uh, your mask back on. You're scaring all the kids. He's walking around like a dinosaur and he's carrying his mask. Oh, yeah. He's mad. Oh, yeah. Put that on. You're scaring the kids. Man. <laughs> hey, speak, bro. Speaking, shout out to Rocky and shout out to the kids. Yeah. Shout out to the kids. And speaking of kids, man, there's been some controversy that's a little close to home. Um, we won't touch too much on it, but at the end of the day, whether – what was right, what was wrong during what escalated to the the final conclusion. There's kids that are being impacted, and, and I just, it doesn't sit right completely with me. Um, to bring you up to speed, the sixth grade Wheat Ridge Vikings have been 365-day suspension from Jeffco Youth Football um, for what seems to be a verbal disagreement on the field over a play call. Um, I wasn't there, so I can't speak to the details. I could only speak to what I've seen on the news and what I've heard kind of. Um, Either way, you know, I think sometimes as coaches, it's our job to make sure that 
we protect the integrity of our program and the the well-being of our kids and we have to sometimes bite our tongue in certain situations and and kind of be the bigger person and just walk away from a situation even if it's wrongdoing because it could have a bigger impact on life and but at the same time I think holding an entire 20 something kid roster accountable for one person's actions or comment yeah. is just absurd. I think you can punish one kid, but to punish the whole team is ridiculous. And there wasn't even one kid in particular. This incident wasn't a kid. Yeah, it was a disagreement between coach and it was referee, a dis- right? disagreement between the coach and the referee. And that was enough grounds to suspend an entire sixth grade team like these kids are going home probably and asking their parents at night what did they do wrong yeah what did i do wrong mom and and you know again i don't want to sit up here and sound like a complete hypocrite right because we were just in a situation on our team where i had to ask a player to step away from our program because we couldn't see eye to eye as adults you know however i offered several different alternatives to provide that kid with the opportunity to completely still keep playing football and compete, whether it was on our team or if I had to do whatever I could to get him on another team. Yeah. I didn't take football away from the child. In this instance, there was an argument between the referee and the coach over a questionable play call, which escalated to suspending an entire football program. Jeff Coe, you know, I, I'm not telling you how to run your organization by any means, but I will say right is right and wrong is wrong. A bunch of sixth grade kids shouldn't be punished for the actions of one individual. Um, and regardless of whether this one individual has other instances, which I don't know is the case, but regardless of what Jeff Coe, how they see it, you have to see it at the end of the day as you're punishing multiple kids for somebody else's actions. Yeah. And that's not what, that's, what's not right in the situation. My, my whole beef with this situation. And like, I agree with you in terms of like, as a coach, you're held to a different standard. You're not in charge of just your actions. Your actions have re- uh, repercussions for um, a whole team, a whole coaching staff, um, a whole school in some situations, a whole program, you know, whole athletic department, a whole organization, right? Your actions have consequences regardless. Um, so I understand that part. My frustration with it all is the inconsistency in how yep. it was approached from a league side. Um, whether or not they f- they followed or went through their own bylaws, um, I don't know. I'm not on that on that side of things. But it doesn't appear that they follow their own bylaws in handing down the suspension. Um, if you want to suspend the coach for the entire year or the 365, or you don't want the coach part of that league no more, that's a different story. That's a different conversation. And we can, we can find some middle ground on that. Yeah. To hold 28 young men um, responsible for their actions of their coach um, I think is a little bit of an overreach. Yeah. I don't think these kids deserve to be taken off the field and told they can't play football. I think some of these kids um, might really depend on football in a major way 
And I think to take that from them kind of gives them opportunity. We talked about this on previous podcasts. It gives them opportunity to find other things to fill that void. Yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily the best thing for them. Now, obviously, it's a teaching moment. It's a teaching moment to tell your kids, like, listen, regardless of the situation, your actions may not directly affect just you, but they may affect everyone else around you. And, you know, there's ways to find positives out of the situation, as hard and frustrating as it is. And believe me, parents on uh, for the sixth grade team, believe me, I understand your frustration. And I'm not in no way sim- uh, sympathetic to your frustration. Like, I, I get it. And I understand we it, it gives us an opportunity to look at ourselves and be like, we got to do better, too. Yeah. Um, what was alleged to have been said, if it's true, uh, like, OK, then suspend the coach, but don't suspend the kids. Like, yeah. The kids should not feel the brunt of this. If they, if, you know, if it was kids fighting on the field or if the kids was, you know, yelling at the referee and I get that. But you have a situation where parents are going to fan fans are going to fan. And you got a coach that's responsible for them fans. And if he wasn't doing his job, follow the rules of the bylaws. You suspend him like you say you suspend him for for two games and then bring him back. Yeah. Right. Or you suspend him for the season. And, hey, someone else has to step up and coach these kids as the head coach. Yeah. And which, you know, I know that Wheat Ridge has reached out to the league several times and offered up solutions of that nature of we'll play with no coaches. We'll play with no fans. Just let the kids play football. Let them finish the season. And and we've all been there, Coach. We've been coaching for a long time. We've been in situations. Hell, I've been in situations where I have costed my team a victory due to personal fouls. And, you know, you have to own up to that and you have to tell them, you know, this one's on me. I apologize. We'll move forward. I got to be better as an individual. I've also been in situations where we talked about before we got on the podcast where we're in on the road in a heated environment and the referee physically put his hands on me, but I had to just be the bigger person and not react how I wanted to react, you know? And, I had to do that because I knew if I would have reacted the way I reacted on the road in the environment we were in, it would have blew up into a way bigger situation that would have affected not only myself, but it would have probably affected every single kid on my team. And it would also put a black eye on our program because it could have escalated to something different, you know. Um, But it's all about how we bounce back from the mistakes we make. And I just want to give a shout out to Coach Art. You know, he's doing whatever he can to make sure that the season isn't over for these kids. I know him personally, and I know that whether his comment was enough to get a whole team suspended or not, that's not his intent behind it. He's a good dude. He loves these kids that he coaches. He coaches for all the right reasons, and he's trying to provide a season for them even after their season was stolen from them by the league. You know, he had a scrimmage last night versus the junior buffs, and I know he has one coming up versus a Colorado Springs team as well. So, you know, shout out to you, Coach. Continue to try to – bounce back from this situation and don't let it what doesn't break us makes us right and if if you could push back through it don't just go through it grow through it do you if you need any support you could reach out to me um at any given time and again we're not judged off of of the 
the lapse of character that we have or the comments that we make, we're judged on how we react from that. And so far, so, so at this current time, you're reacting in the right way by trying to provide your kids with the opportunity to continue to play the game. So my hat's off to you for that. Always liking it to driving in the car, bro. If I'm driving by myself and I have no one else with me in my car, my only care is myself and, and the people on the road. Um, if someone cuts me off and I react to it, that's consequences directly fall to me, right? Yeah. But if I have my kids, their friends, maybe a friend in the car or somebody else in the car, I no longer am responsible just only solely for myself. I'm responsible for everybody in that vehicle. And if I do something, even if it even if it's not intended, if someone cuts me off and I give them the burden and that person does something crazy. You know, that's my actions that cause it. And so we make decisions all the time that doesn't necessarily seem like it's a big de- deal. Yeah. Like it's, you don't think this is the consequences are going to be grave as grave as they are. And I think sometimes we also overreact. And with so much going on in the country with people being shot at games. Yeah. Coaches being shot at games and um, the zero tolerance thing kind of being a big issue. I, I also think that this is part of it too yeah but i still that still leads me to believe that this is an overreach by the league so it is shout out to them them sixth grade vikings keep fighting keep pushing keep playing keep practicing stick to your discipline and understand that things happen for a reason and sometimes things happen that you have no control over all you can do is like you say grow with it and be better yeah and yeah you said it and to those young men if you're listening you know there's going to be often times in life where you're impacted by something that you have no control over, like Coach said, and you just have to not feel sorry or anything like that for yourself. You got to yep. continue to push on and continue to do what got you to that point yep. and know that tough times are only temporary and tough times don't last. Tough people do. So continue to push. I know you all have it in you. I'm super proud of the resilience that you guys showed last night, you know, even though the game didn't go your way to go and play a different team that you have never seen before um, and, and still stay together as a team after being impacted like you guys have been impacted is truly remarkable. And my hat's off to all you young gentlemen. Comeback's always greater. Hey, bro, before we get out of here, because we're about done, um, want to hit, and hit him into that mailbag. Uh, my man Sully, shout out to Sully for hitting us up. And th- thank you for putting your name on it, Sully. You folks want to hit us up on the mailbag, hit up dnasportsdenver.com forward slash ask DNA. Submit a question, comment, concern, anything you want to hear on the show. We'll make sure and touch on it. Um, but Dom, Sully had a question for us. Uh, Sully would like to know our thoughts on the college football transfer portal and how it seems to be reshaping the landscape of college football. Uh, what do you think? Me personally, I lo- I like the portal. Um, I think that it's reshaping it and the fact that it gives the opportunity and a little bit more power back to the athlete, right? Um, I think there's rules in place so that way it doesn't get abused and you don't see kids changing team from year to year to year um, because I know if you change from one team to another and you do it multiple times, you have a year penalty. Um and there's only a certain time frame in which you can transfer into the portal. So I know there's rules in place to where the portal can't blatantly be abused, 
but I also know with every system, there's always loopholes. Absolutely. So, you know, I do think that it's great in the fact that you may get a kid who's highly recruited to a top end school because he's a great athlete, but still falls on the bottom of that depth chart and never sees the field and can fall into this. Am I not good enough? kind of way of thinking um maybe even lead to some depression you know so the fact that some of these kids that go to schools can still have the opportunity to maybe go to a less known school and showcase their talents or even to another school and get the opportunity to showcase their talents i think that's great for these young athletes um you know i think if we start to see certain teams get these power rosters in in, in which all kids are transferring to one particular school year in and year out. And, and it becomes obvious that there's some malicious wrongdoing going on. Then I think the, the everybody needs to step in and kind of retweak the rules at that point. But I, I like that the portal has offered the opportunity for kids who just find themselves in the wrong fit yeah. to find a better location. Um, you know, I think that <laughs> bad, bad podcasting right there. I'm sorry about that, but I, I I I like that it's reshaping the landscape of college football, and and you know I hope it doesn't get abused. I, I can see the concern in it, and I definitely have some concern in it myself. But like I said, I think I like the fact that it makes it more about the athlete and less about the school. I agree, man. Um, I think it's been great for. Some situations, we talked about it before the program about Brandon and his situation and being able to get an opportunity to play and be a major contributor. Um, I think the only thing that scares me is the NIL deals now that are kind of coming in play, and so now yeah. you can get some guys, get get some money to go somewhere else. So that's, that's as you say, the gray areas and some of these new the rules that come up that need to be refined. But I'm fully supportive of it, man. I like the idea that sometimes as an 18-year-old kid, you make a decision to go to a school, and you base that decision on, on feelings that you had, and sometimes your feelings change. We grow. We change as, a, as we grow up and, and become more mature, and maybe how we were playing or what we were playing for, our desires change and what we want to do changes so it gives the opportunity for a kid to at least get the playing time uh, get on the field if they're not getting opportunities so I definitely uh, I dig it I understand the reshaping of the college landscape but I also understand that teams are evolutionary they'll find a way to adapt and make it through so um, I'm all with it man Shout out Sully for hitting us up with that question. Um, shout outs to Arsenal Custom Apparel. Shout out to Rebel Promotions, Black Sevens, Genesis Catering, Lash All Beauty, Dom. I mean, we're getting it ready to get out of here, bro. Just shout out to anybody that just continues to follow us and loves us, man. Yeah, man. I want to give a shout out, a special shout out again to those sixth grade Wheat Ridge Vikings, man. Just keep doing what you're doing. Um, continue to push on. Know that this isn't the end of the road for you, regardless of however the situation plays out. Coaches and players and fans, you'll be all right. You guys have a great program, a great coaching staff, great players on that team, and I believe that regardless of the outcome of the suspension you guys will be successful so shouts out to you shout out guys keep it up keep up the hard work until next time man make sure you follow us on all of our socials hit up dnasportsdenver.com book a session grab some gear we out mini vikings game day baby let's go